All right, welcome to Strong Family Podcast. This is episode three. The sun is shining, the sky is blue, birds are chirping. This is a great day to listen to a podcast, isn't it, boys? Yes. Yes. All right, well, this one's a little different because we're going to be entertaining questions from the audience. But first, I want to give you just a hint, a little teaser into what next week's episode is, episode four. Next week, we're going to be diving into some some of the world's most unusual or unique places. This is coming out of a book called The Atlas Obscura. It's a website, it's an organization that um, shows the weirdest tourist spots in the world. So next week, Shadrach, what is the spot that you're going to be telling us about? I am telling you guys, I will tell you guys about um, the Avic Diamond Mine in Canada. All right, and Meshach, what are you going to be telling us about? I'm going to tell you guys about um, the Cold Motor Ice Cream Shop in Canada. Actually, it's um, in Venezuela. Yeah, it's in Venezuela. All right, Boaz. I'm doing the Odessa Catacombs located in Ukraine. And what's one weird fact about that place? Well, the catacombs are very big, about 1,500 miles long. That's more than six times all the routes in the New York subway combined. And last but not least, Simeon has a spot from Atlas Obscura. What are we going to be investigating next week with you, Simeon? I'm doing volcanic vista, vistas. In Iceland, the cool thing about it, you get to go down inside a volcano in an open elevator car. All right, so stay tuned. Come in next week to learn more about the world's most unusual tourist spots. But now we're going to dive into some of the questions. So we've had questions from around the country for our four boys here. And we're going to put them on the spot. They don't know what the questions are in advance. So let's find out what some of our listeners want to know about our star guest here. We'll start with Boaz. Uh, Boaz, this comes out of a listener from Chelsea, Michigan. Here's the question. Do you think that down the road, after you're too old to play professional football, you would ever be interested in being a football announcer? Well, that would be pretty cool. Uh, well, I thought uh, that I might want to be like a athletic trainer for a team, but announcing? That's a good question. Uh, I'm not so sure about that, but... That's a possibility. Maybe podcasting's a great way to practice for that. Yeah. Monday Night Football with Bo Strong. All right, uh, Simeon, this is coming out of a listener from Chelsea, Michigan as well, too. Simeon, could you talk, maybe on a future podcast, but you could start now, about your interest in creating and building things? You build arcade games out of cardboard. You build bridges out of popsicle sticks. And this listener wants to know, how did you become interested in building things like that? Well, I started getting Lego sets, and I just like building, building them, and all different types of things you can build. So I started making stuff without any sets, out of cardboard and other things. Okay, what are you working on right now? I'm working on a cardboard arcade. And how does that work? How do you make a, an, arcade, an arcade game out of cardboard? Well, I'm making five different things. Actually, I think four. A skee-ball, a basketball. Okay. Do you charge for those games? Uh, yeah. How much? Like five, ten cents. Not a lot. Five or ten cents. All right. Could our listeners come by at some point to play those games? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Once COVID lifts, you are welcome to the Simeon Arcade game. All right. Thanks, Simeon. Moving on, Shadrach. Shadrach, this uh, listener writes in from Chelsea, Michigan again. Shadrach, I loved your report on birds. 
That was episode one in case you missed it. I would like to request that you would do another one, but this time on hedgehogs. Can you do that for me? Well, I could if we did um, another one about like a report of maybe like a place or like an animal. Okay. Do you think it would be harder or easier to do a report on hedgehogs? Well, maybe harder because um, we don't really see hedgehogs more often right now. So I think it would be kind of harder. All right. What do you know about hedgehogs right now? Uh, they are spiky, and they can like they can shoot out their spikes. A bear wants to eat them. Okay, I don't want to mess with a hedgehog then. Uh huh. All right, so stay tuned. Perhaps you'll be hearing about hedgehogs in the future here. All right, and Meshach, Meshach, here's a question from north of Chelsea. A very interested listener wants to know, what is the favorite food that your mom makes? Uh. It is meatballs. Meatballs? What do you like about meatballs? Since it has meat in it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. yeah. You like meatballs even better than pizza? Um, I do like pizza, too. All right, what if they made a meatball pizza? How good would that be? I don't know, since we have not made that. All right, maybe one day we'll have to try meatball pizza. Would you like that? Uh, maybe, if it's good. All right, uh, moving on, Boaz. Question out of upstate New York. That's right, we have listeners in upstate New York. Boaz, I want to know your thoughts regarding Bo Jackson. Do you think Bo Jackson's time in the 40 would be faster or slower if it was rec- recorded digitally digitally instead of manually? I think back then they had to do it with a stopwatch in their thumb. What do you think about that? Um, I think it would be slower because... Well, the electronic eye, they have an eye as soon as the runner starts. And if you're doing it manually, I think you might start like a couple seconds or milliseconds off. And then it also tracks it at right as it goes, like the second it, um, the person passes the line. And there's also a little bit of error in that too. So I think he might be a little bit slower. Um, but I think it was time was... Uh, hand time, I think his fastest time was 4.12, but I think it would be slower than that. Okay, that's that seems logical. Yeah, we'll never know, will we? <laughs> we'll never know. All right. Great answer. Simeon is a, a, a connoisseur of desserts, widely known to love his sugar, much like one of his two parents. We won't say who. But Simeon, this question comes out of North Chelsea again. What is your favorite dessert of all time? All of them. You got you got to be specific here. This listener needs to know. If you could pick out one thing, cake, cookies, ice cream, what would you choose? I don't know. It's really hard to do dessert. Probably like an ice cream sandwich. I don't know. Something that has ice cream and cookie together. I don't know. Okay. Well, that makes sense because you can combine two, a cookie and an ice cream at the same time. Very tricky of you, Simeon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Shadrach. Um, this, this comes out of North Chelsea too. one of our listeners north of town here. Um, talk to us about your camping experiences. I know I, I, I've understood from stories that your family goes camping at Father's Day. Your camping, your family goes camping during the summer. Tell us what it's like to go camping with a family. 
Well, it's kind of like hard because we're sleeping in a tent and we don't like have a big house because we're in a tent and like we're sleeping with some people with like maybe our sister because she has only one room and like it's kind of normal because we go on camping trips a lot but it's kind of fun because then there's like these spots and like you don't um then it's like not fair that one person gets one whole room yeah, it's kind of hard to divide up a tent with seven people in it. What is a favorite memory that you have about camping? Well, when I was little, um, my mom didn't want me to go in the water without a life jacket, and I would be always saying, I not fall down. Yeah, we still reference that. You would say, I not fall down. And then did you have to wear the life jacket? Yeah. All right. Yep. Lots of great experiences. And what's your favorite camping food? Um... Well, there's a lot because when we go camping at Cedar Campus, um, we go to, um, in like kind of like a house and like, but not like a house where people sleep. It's kind of like an apartment where like we get the food. So then, um, we mostly, um, get like food that we mostly have at, um, at like home. So, and like some, we just kind of bake out, bake it. So I think um, it would kind of be like, since we mostly kind of have cereal in the morning at Cedar Campus, I would say cereal. (laughs) All right, cereal. Can't go wrong with cereal. All right, a few more questions for the boys here. Uh, Coming back to Boaz, coming back to our listener in upstate New York. How do you think your father would do in the NFL Combine? Uh... Uh, that's kind of hard. Well, there's a lot of aspects to the combine. The 40, he wouldn't do as well. Because <laughs> if you got to be fast, like if an athlete's not fast, no one wants the athlete. Um, the bench press, that's going to be 225 pounds. Uh, I think he could do that. Uh, he would do maybe pretty low. Or, or not, no, uh, like pretty good. Vertical... Uh, I don't, I would, I wouldn't say he wouldn't be a really good athlete, like, that coaches would want, but it would be fun to watch. <laughs> there goes my career in the NFL, it sounds like. I don't have much hope, do I? Uh, no, not really. All right, maybe I'll stick to education then. All right, Simeon, a question coming out of Jackson, Michigan, one of our longtime listeners. Simeon? How do you like speaking on a podcast? It's pretty fun. I kind of like it, though, because other people can hear you, and they can ask questions, and we can answer them, and we can tell what we know. Okay, have you ever done anything like this before? Been on a TV show, radio station, maybe a video in a class? Uh, yeah, I've been a lot in videos in class. Um, in fourth grade, we had to do a video this year. All right. Shadrach, moving on to you. Tell us, this comes from North Chelsea here. Tell us about your favorite holiday traditions. 
Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays. Mm, well, I like Christmas because we get cereal again, and like we get some big presents, some little presents, and we get we have our stockings, and we get out the tree, and we get out like the New Year Eve stuffies that we all get a pick. And some we um mostly of the New Year stuffies, um we just um we some have like we just keep some of them for the whole like every Christmas if they're theirs and like I like Easter because you get presents too, and then I kind of like um Valentine's Day at um. Uh, at your school because then you get like suckers, you get tons of those candy, and like some cool stuff. Alright, sounds like you like just about every holiday out there. Uh huh. Alright, what's the next holiday you're looking forward to? I don't know, but I think it would be um, July 4th. 4th of July, yeah, I am too. Alright, and our final question goes to Meshach. Meshach, this, uh, this listener comes out of Chelsea, Michigan again. This listener says, Meshach, I know that you are quite the singer. Do you think that one podcast you could sing a song that you know for the audience? Maybe. I would say. Okay. What songs do you know? Jingle Bells. I don't know much songs, but... Here's my question for you. How did you get to be such a good singer? Do you practice a lot at night? Uh, I don't sing at night. <laughs> If you were going to um, sing at night, you would sleep at day. Oh, that's true. That's true. You would have to sleep during the day. All right, Mishak, do you think you could sing a song for this listener maybe in the future? Maybe. All right, we'll look forward to that. Our final guest doesn't have any questions today, but does want to talk about a topic that she has to go through every week, as do probably all of our listeners. Tanya, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be back. Let's talk about grocery shopping. Oh, it is a chore. It's always been a chore, but it's become a more difficult chore um, for the past about seven, seven weeks or so. Yeah, this is something you do on a weekly basis. Yes, yes, it is. I try to just do it once a week and stock up a very full cart to feed all seven of us. So how has grocery shopping changed in the COVID chapter of life? Well, I remember shopping on, I guess it would have been April, no, I'm sorry, March 12th, right before the kids got out of school. I usually shop on Thursdays, and I didn't really think much of it, and I didn't know that night that when they came home from school the next day that they were going to be home for the rest of the school year. So not only is it that um, I've got kids that I'm leaving at home while you're trying to work when I'm shopping, but each week it seems like there's been an added thing that I do. At first, I was just popping in and washing my hands in the store before I left. But now I'm I'm full on um, wearing a mask, according to the governor's, uh, <laughs> I guess, is it a mandate or is it a order? Order, order. order, yeah. And I'm wearing a mask. Um, I don't wear gloves, but I do wash my hands at the store. I do um, pack, since at Aldi you pack your own groceries, I do pack outside so that I can be in the fresh air directly into my trunk. And I am doing some um, washing of items when we get home and quarantining of certain items when we get home. So it's changed a lot. It's it's I would say it's a it's pretty much a half day job, you know. 
And you've noticed some trends over the last seven weeks. Yeah, What has happened to yes. the grocery bill? The grocery, I, I wanted to bring in the actual number, but I didn't have time to compile it. But we had made a, a pretty lofty goal of about, uh, what was it, close to like 800 a month for our family. Something like um, that. We had made in January, which um, was about 150 a week at Aldi. And then that came to 600 Plus, you know, about 100 at Costco and then 100 for miscellaneous like CVS, Dollar Store, Meyer, things that I can't get at Aldi. And um, we are not reaching that goal. We are far exceeding. <laughs> why is why is our grocery bill expanding almost double, triple? What's happening? No, it's not double, triple. Okay. It's at least a couple hundred dollars more than we wanted it to be. And uh, I had my high... A few weeks ago, a 300 and some dollar Aldi bill. Which the is, shelves were empty after she got through. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were already, certain things are already empty. Um, yeah, I, I think part of it is that um, food has become um, much of our entertainment. We've been doing, we did uh, um, meals that, well, we did international meals. Each child chose a country and they had an activity for the country and they had stats on the country and information and we listened to music from that country. But um, I, I usually buy what's on sale. Like um, Aldi has produce picks of the week and I see, um, you know, meats that have a red sticker on them and I buy those. <laughs> this meat is four days overdue. <laughs> 50 cents. Um, but, and I, I, I meal plan based on what's on sale that week. Like if you know, broccoli's on sale. Our meal will include broccoli. You know, if certain vegetables and fruits are on sale, that's what I tend to purchase a lot of. So for these meals that we planned as a family, I just bought what was on the list and not looking at what was on sale or not on sale. If we needed a certain item for a special meal, I just bought it. So that was the 300 and some dollar week that also included the charcuterie board items. So which we did as one of our meals. So yeah, it's. Um, I think part of it is that it's entertainment. I think part of it is we aren't eating any meals out. You know, we used to get pizza out once a week and then you just add here and there. You know, you got Jimmy John's here. I went with a girlfriend to Panera there. Um, and, and maybe, I, I don't know, we're not packing the school lunches, but we're eating the leftovers from dinners um, for lunches the next day. It's just, it really has increased. All right, well, a little snapshot into... One of Tanya's major events of the week. Stay tuned. We'll follow up. Also, we'll dive back into Tanya's journey into journaling as she started in the first two episodes. All right. A big thank you for listening to the Strong Family Podcast. We'll see you next week.